What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 1229-18. Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse. I'm James Hollywood Machikari. We will be discussing the what is wrong in the motorcycle club scene. Later in the show, we have Pearl Bottom Radio. And let me tell you, these guys have it dialed in. Before we get into my monologue, I'm happy to announce my new book, The New Age Biker, A Lifestyle at a crossroads. We'll be uh, releasing that August 1st on Kindle, and on November 1st we'll be uh, releasing the physical book. I'm not going to go into many details on it, other than there will be some shocking revelations that is sure to open many people's eyes. Some of the material in the book is a result of a six-month-long investigation as well as interviews conducted with a variety of people. It's sure to light a firestorm within the biker community. With that, let's get moving on today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Before I begin the monologue, I wanted to let everyone know I'm recording this on YouTube as well. For those who are watching on YouTube, it might seem I'm looking away from the camera. This is just because I'm doing two things at once. Doing the recording of the podcast and watching the podcasting equipment at the same time in conjunction with the YouTube recording. So, whoever said bikers couldn't multitask is full of shit. So... (laughs) With that, I was looking at the morning news post scanning for material to share with our audience over at Insane Throttle Biker News. We have a new policy of sharing all biker-related news regardless of club affiliation. If it's in the news, Insane Throttle will share it. So, as I'm going through everything, I stop dead in my tracks. Lo and behold... I see this no-name club from Tennessee holding up what appears, not what appears, shit, it was, to be a t-shirt of the Outlaws MC. He was holding it upside down and showing it off as if he took it off an outlaw. I actually had to do a double take because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Well, Upon closer look, I noticed right away it was one of those Chinese knockoffs you can buy off the internet. Idiotic move, to say the least. But then, I look and I couldn't believe it even further. The Facebook page this photo was on had an attachment to it with this picture, with this 
idiotic statement. It read, East Tennessee is now a no-fly zone for any outlaw support or affiliate motorcycle club. If we catch you out in colors, we will no longer be diplomatic with you. All your support bosses have expressed they wanted to stay neutral. Yet every time the chance arises to stay neutral, you fail to do so. If you fail to comply with this order, good luck to you. You're going to need it. First off, to the Nordsman ass monkeys. I will not even call you idiots a motorcycle club. Are you actually that stupid and ignorant to put up some bullshit like that on social media? For one, you morons, if you actually had the balls to carry out what you're huffing about, <laughs> you just gave the cops a direct line to you, ass monkeys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Secondly, how do you fairies think you're going to take on a club who's been around for decades? Not only do they have the members, but they have the years of war experience. Thirdly, you now have drawn all the attention to yourselves, especially when Insane Throttle picks up the story, you morons. It's now being broadcast worldwide to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, in the biker scene. Not only will AOA and support clubs take you up on your offer, but I'm sure all their supporters will also. Not to mention probably every biker who lives in your area who's seen this stupid shit. Some ask why... Insane Throttle has gone to a more of an independent type of format. Only linking the stories about clubs from other sources and not doing editorials on them. Well, here you go. This is exactly why we've started doing it. Ass monkey clowns like this is destroying the motorcycle club scene. They've taken something sacred and turned it into a clown circus. Does anyone actually take these clowns serious? To top off all this craziness, they go around sporting the one percenter patch. One of the ass monkeys' names is Keith Clark from Charleston, Tennessee, and studied at Chattanooga State, as his profile suggests. Personally, I think he looks like fucking Weird Al Yankovic, man. You really got to look this fucking guy up. This is the guy who will be taken out of club with decades of experience. You idiots down there in Charleston are smoking some good shit. These ass monkeys are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what is wrong with the motorcycle club scene. Now, I get it. I really do. I get it. People who own motorcycles want to be part of an image. <laughs> you know, that's pretty sad in itself that they have to fucking want to be a part of an image that they have to go on social media and do this kind of shit. But anyway, they want to be a part of something. But this kind of crap is getting pure stupid now. 
Social media has ruined what it was to be a member of a motorcycle club. It really has. What in the hell is happening out there? It can't all be blamed on Sons of Anarchy, a stupid TV show. A show, by the way, you dumb Nortsmen or whatever the hell you're calling about, is for entertainment, you cock eaters. I'm sorry to tell you. Jackson Chibs don't exist. They are actors, you damn fools. To think we have the Mayans MC show coming out this September. I can just imagine the waves of clubs that are going to be popping up now. So, I got a serious question for some of these clubs. Let's take these Nortsman ass monkeys, for example. Why do you feel you have earned the right to put on the one percenter patch? What work have you put in to earn the right to call yourselves one percenters? Is it something you fantasized about while watching real one percenters ride by you? Is it because your old ladies are wanting a real man and you have to hurry up and try to be one before they walk out on your ass? Oh wait, I'm presuming it's an old lady and I could be wrong. You might be freaks and into transvestites or some freaky shit. Which hey, it's 2018 and that kind of stuff is in for guys like you so I won't judge. But come on, what is it really? What is wrong with the ideal of forming a riding club? What's wrong with it? If you want to get into something, you want to ride together with a bunch of guys, or you're looking for an avenue to share brotherhood, then just form a riding club. Throw a one-piece patch on and have at it. Well, wait, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. These idiots forming a riding club will give riding clubs a bad name. I apologize to all the riding clubs out there for even suggestion of these fools taking that route. Here's a news flash for you. Clubs who cannot stand each other do not even pull the crap you did. They never put their club business on social media for the world to see. What was the reasoning for it, Nordsman? I'd really like to know. Is it the way you were trying to get your name out there so you could recruit and pop up more chapters? This is the only reason, the only one I could come up with as why you idiots would do something this stupid. Let me guess. Let me guess here. Come on, I got this one. You boneheads are taking a play out of Lollipop's playbook. You're going to use the internet to sell patches and establish chapters. The Nordsmen are the next big internet motorcycle club, right? That's the plan, isn't it? Come on. You can tell me. I'll keep your secret. The truth of the matter, folks, this is the kind of crap the biker scene is going to have to get used to. It won't be going away anytime soon. The cat is out of the bag, and I don't see this kind of stuff coming to an end. <laughs> I really don't.
The only light at the tunnel, if there truly is one, clubs like this won't last more than a few years, if that. They never do. When your whole existence is based on a lie, you cannot expect something like a motorcycle club to be formed out of a lie and continue to exist. Especially ass monkey clubs like this one. I've been told they've already removed the photo and the Facebook group I guess they put in. Problem with that is the material is already out there on the net and they made themselves look like a fool. So now the Nordsmen will be forever known for the bonehead move they pulled by posting a threat and a pic of a fake outlaw shirt on the internet. Great way to start off, you ass monkeys. Now, another subject I wanted to talk about and a subject I wanted to play a little devil's advocate on. Remember now, I said devil's advocate before you start sending in all the bullshit emails attacking the positions and questions I'm about to ask. The reason I'm actually doing this is quite simple. Maybe it's time for some logical answers to these questions instead of going out there and looking like a bunch of fools when they were asked. Now, this comes up because the idiots above that I was talking about. Motorcycle club or motorcycle gang? This is actually one of the most common arguments you will find in the newspapers when there's an incident involving a motorcycle club. First, let's take the definition of each. First is the motorcycle gang. It is defined as a group of motorcycle owners who band together who agree to disobey society's laws. Furthermore, a gang being defined as a group of persons working together to unlawfully or have antisocial ends. Motorcycle club's definition is a club of motorcycle enthusiasts who get together and ride under a name or logo. So, there we have the official definitions. So, okay, what's the problem then? Well, the problem comes in when you have a club defined as a gang by either the U.S. Department of Justice or of any news organization because of an act on the part of a few of its members. The question becomes, is it fair to the club to be defined that way? Now, again, and I stress again, playing devil's advocate. Yes, it's fair in a lot of instances. When motorcycle clubs go out there fighting over territory, when they go out there killing each other, or are busted for drug operations, then yes, it's fair to call it a gang. How could anyone in their right minds actually try and put up an argument that they're not a gang? 
Are they not performing the same activities of well-known street gangs like MS-13 or Gangster Disciples right here in Chicago? They are fighting over territories like these gangs do. Sometimes killing happens between the clubs, and a lot of the time you will see members getting arrested in drug operations. Now, here's my personal beliefs. Again, my personal beliefs. My beliefs are only a few in the motorcycle clubs do this and thus are rogue and the MC shouldn't be held responsible for rogue members. But this is what the public sees and they cannot put that together because quite frankly, they're not in the lifestyle. John Q. Public only sees the bad being put out there by Leo and the media. Well, let's take the Dildos Norsemen for the example. Let's just call them Dildos, shall we? Right there on an open platform, they put out a statement saying anyone affiliated with the AOA better not enter their territory or else. Now... We all know these guys are a joke. But does an average, everyday citizen seeing a post like that on Facebook or any other social media going to think that they're a joke? No. They're going to think they are the real deal. And heard the rules, words, Mike Walt with that, stay out or else. Automatically, they consider them a biker gang, you idiots. This example right here is why the one percenter clubs had protocols set up. They didn't want small clubs like these dildos going out there causing all kinds of shit for the club scene. Especially when it would automatically fall back on them. I see a lot of people bitching about protocol, especially about getting blessings from the dominant. Again, it wasn't the dominant going around trying to show their dick size. They didn't want dipshits like these making the motorcycle club scene look bad in the public eye. When clubs look bad in the public eye, that's when all the police profiling comes along. That's when every time a biker is riding down the highway and some cop gets an itch to be a dick, he now has a reason to pull over the biker just because he might see a patch on them. And it might not just be a three-piece I'm talking about. They will pull your ass over if you're wearing a damn hog patch. Why? Because some dildo club like the Norsemen had to jump on Facebook and put threats up for everyone to see. I know I said this before, but damn, who does that stupid shit? Has the motorcycle club scene really come down to a bunch of ass monkeys like that? For those who are asking why the Dominants are not doing anything about these types of clubs like they used to, for one, there are so many damn things 
of these clubs popping up all over, how can they? Most of the time, these clubs won't go to any place where any other club might be. These clubs usually stay away from rallies and events. They also stay away from known biker bars. No. They usually do a lot of posing in front of their bikes in front of houses. This is because they know damn well if they go anywhere, they might be found and might have to be, you know what, put up or shut up, boys. So if the dominant can't find them, how are they going to do anything about it? Another reason why nothing can be done? They call the cops right off the bat. They might talk shit on the internet about cops, but boy, are they the first ones to pick up the phone and dial 911 when they are about to be confronted over their stupidity. So, as you can see, the dominant is in a position where it's really hard for them to do anything. Actually, the sheer number of pop-up clubs nowadays is overwhelming. They would need to be out 24 hours a day trying to find these guys 365 days a year. And that's almost impossible, especially in big towns like Chicago, L.A., New York. Tennessee, hopefully they find your punk asses. I've been asked if I ever missed the club scene. Yes and no, I always say. I miss some of the people I've rode with. But I don't miss the politics of the club scene whatsoever. Especially seeing stupid shit like these idiots are pulling. Nope. Mm -mm. I'd rather just jump on my scooter and head out and enjoy a ride than rather having to deal with this kind of stuff. This is actually why when people ask me for advice on what they should do, should they join a club, blah, blah, blah. First thing I say is stay independent. If you don't want to do that, then just join a riding club. Something you can have fun doing while staying away from all the bullshit. As many know, I've been an outspoken supporter of one percenter clubs. Real ones, I might add. Not like these dipshits, fucking Nordsmen. I've been involved in support clubs. Had many brothers and close friends in them. Guys, it's time to wake the hell up. Enough with all the gangster crap. Not only is the general public starting to turn on you, but other clubs are doing it as well. This is 2018. The bullshit that went on in the late 80s and the mid 90s, even into the new century, doesn't play well in the present days. If the leadership of 1%er clubs hasn't noticed, recruitment is down. Interest is no longer in supporting clubs that will bring down the heat on them. Guys who join clubs now, like these guys, uh, the Nordsmen, and I can guarantee they would do this kind of shit, they don't have the backbone or heart to stand up and take the heat and time that came comes along with the bullshit that was the 80s and 90s. Clubs first is no longer in the latest generation's creed. People do not put the club first any longer. They have family and jobs that take up most of their time and priorities. Think about it. Why would anyone risk doing a hard time bit over a club beef anymore? 
That is now the thinking out there. It's also why rats abound in the club scene. And you know what? I can almost guarantee every one of them Norsemen would fucking rat in a heartbeat if they it came down to it. Territory and all that kind of bullshit was settled de- decades ago, wasn't it? Yeah, the internet has brought opportunities for clubs to branch out like never before. Yes, even well-known one-percenter clubs are using it to grow into territories they might not have been possible before the internet came about. Nevertheless, let's look at this logically, especially for those who wear the state bottom rockers. Can you truly say all the fighting is worth it over the notion that your club runs a whole state? It's an outdated kind of concept if you think about it. Shit, no one club has superiority over clubs in an entire state. If it did, the club would be the only one in the state. So where is the logic of fighting and killing over the state rocker anymore? Most one percenter clubs started with a one-piece patch. Most didn't go to three-piece until the AMA bullshit. So it is worth talk taking over, you know what? These Nortsmen got me uh, irritated. Is it worth taking another life over territory? I get it. Because business has to be protected. Nevertheless, the start of war over another club coming to a nearby city is ludicrous. Brings nothing but heat. It does. It brings nothing but heat on the entire club. And when that happens, business suffers and most of the time comes to a grinding halt. Because you got feds, ATF, DEA all over your ass. So again, is it worth it? Losing members to the grave or long prison terms? That wasn't what brotherhood or clubs were expected to be about. Maybe it's time to look at a different model of doing business. Or better yet, time to look to join forces with those you call enemies. One of the biggest wars between clubs was initiated off a lie. A couple dudes set up another club just to hide the murder they committed. That lie has cost hundreds of people's lives across the globe. These clubs used to drink together, hang together. Just think of the possibilities if they would combine forces again. Another war started because one club didn't want the other one to wear a state bottom rocker. That war has been ongoing for damn shit, near 50 years. And again... If those clubs sat down and worked shit out, the possibilities would be unlimited. Do I have any hope that the clubs will come together? No. Because the mentality is not there to see the bigger picture. If the mentality was there, you would recognize the political situation in this country and the effects it could have on motorcycle clubs. We are currently living in a PC world. People sure the hell don't have the stomach to be dealing with all the shootings and the bombings. You can't even call another country a shithole without being called racist. That's how PC the citizens of this country have become. Some of whom ride in clubs. Don't think for a minute 
if someone is facing a 25-year bit, they won't be running to the cops to tell their story. It's plain and simple. That's the truth. And that's who we become as a country. The World War II and the Vietnam era guys are slowly going into better things. They're retiring. Those days of club life are over. It's a whole different era out there. It really is. It's time for the clubs to evolve with it. If they don't evolve, then clubs won't survive. Numbers are already down with those who ride motorcycles. Numbers are down with those who support 1%er clubs. To survive long term, it's either evolve or go extinct, plain and simple. In the present year, it's 2018. Ridership is way down. Most of those who were in the Vietnam era generation are, like I said, retiring. Generation X, the generation I'm a part of, started seeing doing time for stupid shit wasn't worth it and started to ride more with independent clubs or just being independent. The one percenter diamond became a symbol that was actually, you know what, it became a symbol from the past that really didn't mean much other than bringing down the heat on you. That's the way Generation X and, you know what, the millennials look at it now. And let's face it, guys like freaking the Nordsmen, they're the ones who really did kill the diamond. It's those clubs who think they can just go out there and throw it on without putting in the work that it killed the whole premise of things. So, that's my monologue for today. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you're watching this video on YouTube and you want to hear the rest of the show, go to www.harleybikernews.com and we'll be right back after the break. Madhouse news happenings around the world. Scientists in Finland reportedly discovered a wasp found in the Andes Mountains and Amazon's rainforest whose stingers looks like a fierce weapon. The report said the wasp stinger could be used multiple times in its lifetime and wasps like this newly discovered one use their stingers to paralyze spiders. The wasps lay their eggs on the spider and the larvae eat the spider. Looking at the photo of this thing, damn. Talk about a stinging experience. Supreme Court! President Trump said Monday that he was close to making a decision about who would be nominated to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. A little more than a few hours, he was scheduled to announce his choice in a primetime address Monday. When asked how many people were being considered, the president said, Let's say it's the four people. They're excellent. Everyone, you can't go wrong. Trump added that he would make his final decision tonight or tomorrow, sometime by 12 o'clock, and we're all going to be meeting at 9 o'clock. Trump tweeted on Sunday night, actually, looking forward to announcing my final decision on the U.S. Supreme Court justice at 9 on Monday. An exceptional person will be chosen. The Trump administration has been preparing information materials on four potential nominees. Appeals Court Judges Brett Kavanaugh, Raymond Coothledge, Amy Coney Barrett, and Thomas Hardiman. Sources who talked to Trump 
told Fox News that the president's top two choices are Kavanaugh and Hardiman. Though a GT GOP source said late Sunday that Barrett still has a good chance of being picked. Hardiman was the runner-up when Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch to replace the late Anthony Scalia. He also has a personal connection to the president, having served with Trump's sister on the 3rd U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Leslie! Authorities in Pennsylvania say a man who stole his mother's car backed over her and another man before driving away. Later saying, I think I killed my mom! John Spencer, 23, allegedly took the 2008 Chevy Impala on Monday around 8 p.m. and hit his mother and neighbor when they tried to stop him. The Pittsburgh Tribune Review reported. Spencer reportedly crashed the car less than 10 minutes later. Authorities allege Spencer then asked a group of passerbys who he happened to know if they could drive him to a bar nearby. During the ride, the 23-year-old allegedly said aloud five times, I think I killed my mom. He later reportedly said, I hope my mom isn't dead or I'll be going to jail for a long time. Police discovered Spencer walking alone along a road after getting dropped off at the bar. Spencer, the review reported, citing an affidavit, apparently asked, can you believe I walked away from that crash? Spencer reportedly faces a slew of charges, including two counts of felony aggravated assault by vehicle. He was arraigned and ordered to be held by the county jail in lieu of $50,000. Spencer's mother was being treated at a hospital after the incident, while the injured man was treated and released. And that's your news happenings around the world. I'm Geek the Greek and keep the rubber side down. I have no friends. Aw, uh, well I can see why. You're such a downer. <laughs> Do your parents make you play outside so you don't remind them that you were born? Yeah. Do you often get urinated on by stray animals and have things thrown at you by random strangers? Yes. Well, have I got something for you? It's Schmucko's new imaginary friend in a box. No longer will you have to be alone with your thoughts and pea-stained whitey tighties. Imaginary friend in a box is yours to name, share your secrets with, and dress up in grandma's old clothes together. Imaginary friend in a box can be yours for just three easy payments of $39.95. Ask your parents. If they say no, just remind them that you won't ever bother them again if they get it for you. Goshen. Use of imaginary friend in a box may result in swirlies, black eyes, and atomic wedgies. In worst cases, some may find themselves in a mental hospital for having conversations with themselves. Also, if you believe there's actually something in the box, you're an idiot. Imaginary friend in a box, yeah! Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Bachari. Now, two days a week. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. <laughs> This is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com or Insane. 
Colorado Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machi Kari. Yep, yep, good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. What a band, man. You're going to love it. Let's talk about them in this interview, and let's get her going. Now, let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. James Hollywood Machikari, and we're back with Pearl Bottom Radio. Now, this band is some kick-ass shit, man. I've been over here rocking to it, and I'm, i got to say, this song is what it is. It's a blowout, man. You guys are going to love it uh, after the interview with uh, Pearl Bottom Radio. But right now, i got uh, Chad on the line. How you doing, Chad? Great, man. Great, Hollywood. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem, man. You just uh, said it's a monsoon down in Atlanta, huh? Yeah, we got a lot of rain going on right now. A lot of lightning, good stuff. You know, that's, that's all right. Hopefully, it'll wash some away the uh, some of the pollen away and and uh, cool it down a little while. So you know, it's all good. It's all good in the south. Rock on, man. Rock on. Atlanta and Georgia is pretty good town, man. I rode through there a lot of times. Let me tell you. But uh, so, tell me a little bit about uh, Pro Bottom Radio, man. When you guys started and all that. Yeah, well, it, um, everybody in the band's pretty much known. Everyone else, uh, we come from a, a little small town uh, just south of Atlanta called Griffin, uh, Spalding County, and uh, we've uh, we've all known each other for a really long time. And and um, a couple of the guys, David and uh, and our singer Lee, have been uh, kind of playing around with Pearl Bottom Radio. They kind of started the band a few years back. Um, and, uh, I guess about a little over two years ago, um, uh, Danny Pascal and, uh, myself and a gentleman named Ian Fagan, um, joined the band, uh, just, just everything kind of fell into place and, um, Ian or, uh, David and, uh, Lee had a few, uh, good songs that we really all enjoyed and, and, um, so, uh, yeah, we, we kind of fell into it as, as kind of hired guns show that they had but we really enjoyed it and, and uh here we are two years later um our first uh the first year that i was with the band about six months into it we released our first ep uh called holy moly um which had i think it had six songs on it and uh we shot a few videos for that uh the beer song uh knife fight uh, uh i think there was one more i can't remember right off but uh uh, so we, uh, we did that, got a lot of, uh, got a lot of, uh, great response off of that, started, uh, doing some, um, some weekend warrior touring. And, um, since then we played a, a bunch of, uh, festivals. Those, we do Angel City, we've done Thunder Beach several times, um, uh, done a lot of stuff in, in, in that vein. Um, we're basically a, 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 a southern rock band with uh, with some hints of uh, um, country, a hint of uh, you know things like Queens of the Stone Age, Jason Isbell, Drive By Truckers, uh, you know, all, all the way down to uh, Kings of Leon. We do a little bit of everything in that vein, but uh, 
Um, we just put out our new record on uh, June 1st. Um, it's called the, the King Snake and the Crow. Uh, full, our first full length. We're really excited about that. And, um, yeah, our first uh, video and uh, single off the record is called It Is What It Is. Hey, man, let me tell you, that is what it is. It's a badass song. Who wrote that one? Well, um, we collectively are writers. We just basically get in the room, and uh, a lot of times Lee uh, will have uh, have good uh, a, a good melody in his head, and we'll sit around and um, and BS with that until we come up with something we like, and we'll just woodshed it until it's ready. Um, we uh, uh, I guess we that that was the uh, I guess one of the last songs that we wrote for this record. We ended up I think we ended up writing roughly twenty songs. And uh, chopped it down to uh, to a, a ten song, eleven song EP. So uh, our, our LP, we're pretty pretty excited about it. Man, you guys should be because it's a killer fucking song. Thank uh, you. What's your guys' plans for the band? Now, are you gonna try to get up to Nashville and all that stuff and get your record well, deal? Yeah, well, we've been. We're not really. Uh, we're not really shooting towards a record deal per se. Um, the, the the climate is in the music industry doesn't really uh doesn't really push for uh, uh bands to succeed and we we like the idea of having uh, a lot of longevity and uh the big 3 really aren't interested in in uh you know artist development they're mainly interested in one hit wonders and and uh so you know our our plan is really just to keep grinding doing what we do we've got a really Good team behind us. Um, a lot of good people working with us. Our videographers, um, our uh, graphic designers, our, our marketing guys, um, and, uh, and and a handful of people that we've just been working with for uh, for the last for the last ten years or so in in other projects. And and honestly, we just really want to. Our, our our goal is just to keep playing and and just uh you know keep running into people like you. You know, I mean, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's all of... Do you think you guys uh, find... Do you guys think you find more success now that uh, the Internet's uh, a lot more uh, accessible to people and you really don't have to worry or depend on these record labels? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it's a give and take both ways. Um, obviously, with the, with a record label, you've got money behind you that you can, you know, push a juggernaut of uh, distribution and... and, and uh, advertising now, if you if you have that uh, luxury, but you know the back end is you're just taking out a really high interest bank loan and and uh, you know hoping that you'll get somewhat of a return in the end. For for a band as small as us, um, honestly, we make most of our money off of off of uh, just just playing shows and and um, and uh, selling T-shirts. Really, I mean, no one really buys records. Uh, we, you know, we, we definitely get physical copies out and, and, and do that because there's a lot of folks that do like to throw a CD in their car or, or play a vinyl every once in a while. But, um, uh, for the most part, everything's streaming and, uh, whether you want to or not, it's going to be out there for free. So, uh, the, the, the big game is just to find ways to, um, to make mother, money other avenues, um, whether it's via licensing your music to commercials or, or um uh or or just playing shows and selling t-shirts really so um mm-hmm. that's that's really our goal man i mean and it's so far it's been uh pretty successful um you know the uh, like i said the uh the 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 team that we have and, and the the press that we we're getting off of this record is 
been slow but true and uh and the people that gravitate towards us tend to be fans for uh for the long haul as opposed to just liking one song and moving on you know and and that's uh that's really what we're after so yeah right right now do you find it that the internet has kind of uh stunned the growth of the music industry and heard up and coming bands um, because it I is don't, so successful, you know, it's so easy to get a song off the internet nowadays without having to pay it. Yeah, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's a, there's, that's a coin toss. I mean, it really depends on what you're looking to do. I mean, um, uh, like I said, a band like us, you know, having, ha- obviously we, we spend a lot of money on recording records. We spend a lot of money on, on design. We spend a lot of money on production. Um, so, you know, obviously at some point we need to make some kind of a return or it's not worth us doing, but, um, but the bottom line is, is, uh, shows, you know, we get paid to play shows and, um, and, uh, sell t-shirts, you know, that's, that we're, we're no longer in the music business. We're in the t-shirt business. We just happen to have a, a, a good record that makes people want to buy a t-shirt and um, that's unfortunate on on some aspects of it but the other side of that is is that uh you know uh, we are able to put our music on iTunes we're able to put it on Spotify we're able to you know you can go on Google and type in Pearl Bottom Radio and you're going to be able to hit YouTube and and instantly listen to our music and show it to your friends so you know there's upsides and downsides to everything i mean i remember when i was a kid you know doing mixtapes and trading tapes through the mail you know local bands to people in Europe, you know, and, and, uh, that's how we were, I mean, we were still stealing music, you know, cause we we're recording it and sending it overseas. It was just on a smaller scale, but, um, you know, does it hurt? Yeah. But you know, what is your, what is your goal? Our goal is long-term and, and to get our uh, music out to as many people as possible. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Rock on. What- Sorry about that, Hollywood man. I, my, my phone yeah. went out on you. <laughs> There, there That's you are. all right. If you could play one venue, what could it be? If I play one what? One venue, what would it be? If you got a chance one to play venue. One, one venue. Oh, man. Um, Red Rocks. Red Rocks? Yeah, Red Rocks in Colorado. That, that's place. Rock on. <laughs> well, you know what? Let me tell you. Uh, you know, where can you get the music again? Because you're kind of going in and out, so uh, I'm going to get to your song real quick. But uh, where can we yeah, get it again? Four. Well, um, you can. You can. I, I always suggest people check out our YouTube. Uh, just type in Pearl Bottom Radio on YouTube, so you can uh, check us out and see our videos. We spend a lot of spend a lot of uh, effort and time on those, so definitely go to there. But um, as of right now, we're waiting on iTunes, the the you know the big monster machine, to approve our record on our newest record on iTunes. But it'll be on iTunes and Spotify hopefully by the end of this month. Um, our first EP, Holy Moly, is up on iTunes for uh, uh, for purchase or or download um, uh, on that. Um, other than that, our, our Facebook page, Pearl Bottom Radio, is super easy to find. Uh, we have an Instagram, Pearl Bottom Radio, all one word as well. Um, but, uh, those are the, the, the standard media, you know, that everybody's into. So, uh, that's what we suggest. Absolutely. Rock on. And we'll also have your banners up on our up and coming page and, uh, 
we'll be uh, promoting you as much as we can because your music does rock, man. I really do enjoy your music. I really do. Well, it's well awesome. thank you so much, man. We're going to be sending you a package with some uh, with some promo stuff. You can do some giveaways and throw some people a, a physical CD or a shirt if you want, and uh, we'll get that coming to you uh, within the week. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to be having contests for you all. That way you guys can uh, win the CDs, win the shirts from these bands, because you know what? It's the audience out there that really uh, needs to support the up-and-coming bands. Stay away from all these music execs and all these uh, big-name one-hit uh, wonders, especially okay. now that, you know, it's no longer country. It's pop country now, as I call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all being, but, being written by the same four people, you know what I mean? So. Um, all right. So just, yeah, we, but, uh, yeah, man, we really appreciate you supporting local music, and, and uh, thanks for letting us reach out to you and, and, uh, and be a part of it. Well, no problem, Chad. And, uh, well, what everybody's been waiting for, we got uh, Is What It Is by Pearl Bottom Radio. Sometimes it is what it ain't I'd rather 
This is James Hollywood Machikari, host of Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Valorous Throttle and Valorous Fitness Custom Clothing Line is bringing the motorcycle and fitness culture together. Be heard and stand out in the crowd with our custom apparel and clothing. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll bring your ideals to life. We're also proud sponsors of Motorcycle Madhouse on Insane Throttle. Check us out on www.outoftheboxclothingandproductsllc.com. We have great feedback, and we'll do our best to keep it that way. Hey, riders. This is Little Brother Trucker from Storm Kicker, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our tunes? Head on over to stormkicker.com. And don't forget, ride on. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, made from real pink cranberries. Wait, they've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness? Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, now available at Food Lion. Better late than never, right? What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only, see Associate for details. Ends 12 29 